listening to First Church Charlotte. Open up your mouth. Give him some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe this according to the scripture. The Bible said that he inhabits the praises of his people. He lets me know something in that passage of scripture. He lets me know that he doesn't move in a dead environment. He doesn't move in a place where people don't know how to worship and praise the name of the Lord. And I have found that to be true. Uh, The places that I've been, I have never seen God perform miracles in a dead environment. I've been places where people didn't know how to praise the name of the Lord and therefore there was never a miracle that took place. Nobody ever received the Holy Ghost. Nobody was ever baptized because there was no environment created for God to move in. But I believe I'm in a place this morning where there is a group of people that's gathered together that has their garment of praise on like the prophet calls it. They've got their weapon of praise in their hands and in their mouth. And they're ready to inhabit the praises, to move and to work in the praises of the Holy Ghost. I believe the Lord Jesus is walking up and down these aisles. I believe there's a host of angels that's keeping record of this service this morning. And I believe that there will be some people that will leave this place totally healed, delivered, and set free. Amen. Amen. I want to give honor today to your great leadership, your pastor, and his family. Thank him for trusting me with this pulpit this morning while he is gone. I also want to give honor to your great and wonderful bishop and sister Elms. Thank them so much. I love having coffee with them, eating with them, visiting with them. So great. I, I forgot this morning because I was still trying to wake up. I'm so glad to have my beautiful wife with me. She may be feeding the baby, or she may be sitting over here somewhere we walked in, but I forgot to announce her this morning, and I'm so glad to have her with me. She must be out for the moment. But uh, she, uh, you know, it's hard to evangelize to be a good preacher when you don't have a wife. Uh, And and if, if you're not careful, you can marry the wrong one that will ruin you. And I have, I have the best. I have the best. So sweet, humble, Amen. and meek. I love my wife, and I'm glad that her and my son is with me this morning. Amen. Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, and we'll begin reading in verse 11. Uh, I usually come here once a year. And for those of you who know me, you know that I get a little bit excited when I preach about the Word of God. I may get a little bit too loud. I noticed there was a, a deal in the front with earplugs in it. I hope you got your earplugs. Because I, it's just something, you know, it's like the prophet said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. When, I, when, 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 when you feel the power of the Holy Ghost moving and you feel miracles taking place or about to take place, it's just chills that come. You know, you know what I'm talking about. When... When something's preached, my God, I feel preached right now, and I haven't even got it in my message. When you talk about the power of the Holy Ghost, 
and how it could save you how it could deliver you when i talk about going down in the watery grave in the name of jesus and coming out white as snow there's like a fire it burns on the inside of my spirit i believe somebody walked in this place this morning defeated under a heavy burden but you're going to leave in jesus name with victory with power with anointing with healing with salvation oh yes brother keyboard player if you had an organ in this place i could probably shout all over this house amen Joshua chapter 3, and we'll begin reading in verse 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. It came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the covenant before the people and as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zeratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. The priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. I want to talk to you from this subject for a little while this morning. It's time to step into the water. It's time to step into the water. One more time as you're seated, would every man and woman in this place lift your hands and open up your mouth and pray that God would move and work in this place in a mighty way. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you, God, for what you've done in this place, what you're going to do in this house. We came believing and expecting. We have our worship. We have our praise already going forth in this place. And we know that you're here according to your word. We know that you're moving according to your word. By the power and by the authority of the Holy Ghost, I lose healing in this place. I lose deliverance in this place. I pray that the captive be set free by the power of the name of Jesus. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I feel victory flowing. I feel change coming. I hear the shackles and the chains that bound men and women that walked in this place with them being delivered in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want you to nudge two or three people around you. Say, neighbor, say, it's time to step into the water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's time to step in.
to the water. The children of Israel are standing in a familiar place. Forty years prior, their parents had stood here as well. The generation before had been on the brink of a breakthrough, but they had a breakdown. We've all been there. They had a faith failure. They had forfeited their promise. They were still God's people. He cared for them. He sustained them for 40 more years in the wilderness. To all the doubters died off, but they died destiny poor. One of the greatest tragedies in life is to live and never discover your destiny in God. But worse than that is to discover your destiny and to forfeit it. I want to talk for a minute to some people unlike the first generation. I want to talk to some people who know they have a destiny over their lives. Who know there's a reason and a purpose for their existence. I want to talk to those in this place this morning who want everything that God has ordained for your life. And you refuse to let go, give in, or give up. I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to give up if you don't want to. If God gave you a promise, if he gave you a dream, if he gave you a vision, you don't have to give up if you don't want to. But if God said he'll do it and he'll bring you through, he'll bring you through if you'll hang on and just let him. Praise God. Sometimes as Christians, we need to have a little determination in our spirits. Amen. A little fight in our spirit, the kind of fight like Caleb had, who at 85 years old said, give me my mountain. The kind of fight that won't be denied. The kind of fight that won't stop fasting and praying and worshiping and giving until you have the breakthrough that God has ordained for you to have. So I want to ask you the question as we get into this this morning, is there anybody who wants what God has promised you? Is there anybody who refuses to settle for less than what God said you could have? Is there anybody who has your mind made up that whatever the cost, you're going to get what God has promised you? I wish somebody would just shout it out about three times and make God glad and the devil mad. Give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. Give me my children. Give me my health. Give me my mountain this morning. I've been denied for too long. I've been hungry for too long. I've desired more for too long. The question I have for you to challenge you this morning is this, is how bad do you want it? I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you that every promise comes with a price. There's no victory without a fight. There's no testimony without a test. And there's no crown without a cross. There's no resurrection without a crucifixion. There's no healing without a sickness. And there's no deliverance without a fire. But if you want it this morning, you can have it. There's something you'll have to go through to get your promise. Before Joseph went to the palace, he went to the pit in the prison. Before the three Hebrew boys were promoted, they went through the fiery furnace. And between the children of Israel and their inheritance, their promised land, there was a river called Jordan, which means descender 
are the one to take you down. I want to tell you the thing that you came in this place that's been chasing you. The obstacle that you've been faced with for so long, whether it's a physical problem, a mental problem, a spiritual problem. The enemy has but one thing on its mind and that is to take you down and to rob you of everything that the Lord has in store for you. But I came this morning with a little bit of determination and boldness in my spirit. I'm here this morning to give notice to the devil that we're not going to give in that easy. That we're not going to surrender our dreams that easy. Just because there's an obstacle doesn't mean that I have to lose. We're living in a world and in a generation today where people give up and they haven't had to deal with an obstacle yet. But if you're hungry, an obstacle won't stop you. If you're hungry, an obstacle won't keep you from getting to the house of God. If you're hungry, an obstacle won't keep you from getting to the altar service after service until you receive the miracle that God has ordained for you to have. Let me tell you something about the Jordan that you're facing. You can't float over feelings. Feelings won't get you across. You can't run over on past experiences and you can't get through on secondhand knowledge. Organization won't get you through it. The only thing that could conquer your Jordan is a living faith in a living God. Can I tell somebody this morning, you won't ever make it through without faith. The Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you're going to make it through, you've got to have a little bit of faith. Like that old song I grew up listening to, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot, just use what you got. If you'll learn how to ignite your faith a little bit, not just say I believe God, but have faith with your action and moving. Have your faith and action with your praise. When you can open up your mouth in the midst of famine and trials and tests and say, yet I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. That's the kind of faith that gets the kind of attention for God. The kind of faith that says, you know what? I know I'm down in the muck and the mire. I know my family isn't right. I know I'm in a financial bind. But yet I know there's a God that's given me a promise. I know there's a God that's prepared a place for me on the other side of my Jordan. And some way, somehow or another, I'm going to get wet and get to the other side. God's saying this morning, it's time to get rid of the spiritual pacifier. It's time to take the training wheels off. It's time to get rid of the crutches. It's time to move from sight to faith. It's time to move from I hope so to I know so. It's time to move from the milk to the meat. In other words, you have to get your feet wet. As the children of Israel stood at the edge of the Jordan River, the captain Joshua gave the priest that carried the Ark of the Covenant a strange order. He says to start walking, to step into the water, 
to start moving in the direction of your promise. Let me tell you something. You can't go by what you're seeing, what you're hearing, or what you're feeling, or what other people are saying. You can't go by what your mind is saying, or what the economy is saying. You have to move sometimes because God said to move. You can't wait until you see a break in the waves. You can't wait until it makes sense or it feels good to your emotions. You can't wait until you see the waters open up in front of you. Maybe the first time God did it easy for you when you were just getting into the church, but now God requires more from you. There comes a time where you have to grow up a little bit and say, you know what, I want something more. I know it won't come. You see, we're living in a world today where we want everything easy. We want everything quick. We want this miracle where we throw $2 over our head and expect to receive $2 million in return. Spin around four or five times and shout Jesus out loud and we're totally and instantly healed. No, God requires more from us now. God's saying if you'll show me in your faith, let it be according to your faith. If you'll show me what kind of faith you have, I'll go ahead and part the waters back. I'll take care of the rest. If you will have enough faith to listen to my word. I wish somebody would say I'm stepping in this morning. I know it sounds crazy. I know it doesn't make sense. I know the people are saying it won't work. And I know the circumstances are against me. And the odds are against me. But it really doesn't matter. Because if God be for me. Who can be against me? I want to go ahead and prophesy to you this morning. There's no cancer. There's no devil in hell. There's no infirmity. There's no addiction. There's no problem that the blood of that the blood of Jesus won't bring you through. If you've got the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost, you've got a source working on the inside of you. That'll bring you through every obstacle, every trial, every test, and every situation. Say, neighbor, say, I've got a source working on the inside of me. Say, I've got a power, I've got a name that I could use that's above every name. Uh, when I mention the name of Jesus, there's a host of angels that I get the attention of. When I walk into the hospital room and I have the power and the authority to speak the name of Jesus, things begin to happen. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm moving forward. You see, I've got a word. I've got a word. That's all you need, church, is a word. When you've got a word from God, you could sleep like a baby in a den of lions. You could walk through a fiery furnace. You could do the impossible. You could bring down Goliath with a piece of leather and a rock. You could have your meal barrel full and your cruise of oil full in the middle of famine. All you need is a word from the Lord. Peter had a word. It was launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And he said, Lord, we've told, we worked hard all night long and haven't caught anything. We haven't even caught a blessed minnow. I just want to stop right here for a moment and ask you, how long are you going to keep doing things your way that doesn't work before you turn it over to God? 
Finally, Peter says, nevertheless, at thy word, we will let down the net. And when Peter obeyed the word of the Lord, he went into overflow. One word from God changed Peter's circumstances. He went from nothing to too much in just one step. From emptiness to overflow in just one step. From broke, busted, and disgusted to blessed, happy, and wealthy in just one step. He had such an abundance of fish, it almost sank his boat. And the others that came to help him almost sank their boat as well. I came to tell you this in this place this morning, the weeping may endure for the night. Joy comes in the morning. When God's given you a word, God will come through. When God's given you a word, all he's saying is if you have enough faith to act on my word, I'll do exactly what I told you I'll do. Well, Numbers chapter 23 and 19 says this. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. When they stepped into the waters, as soon as the priest's feet touched the waters, the waters begin to roll back. I want to prophesy to somebody in this place right now. There are some things that have been chasing you long enough. In fact, threatening to drown you and take you under long enough. It may be debt and sickness, bondage, despair, and fear. I don't know what it is that's chasing you, but I'm here to tell you what I feel in the atmosphere. There's a turnaround coming. There's a change coming. There's going to be some people after this morning that's going to have enough faith to just launch out a little bit. You see, the biggest enemy that we face today is the spirit of condemnation. You see, there's some of you that came in this place this morning. You're too scared to move and to let your praise out because number one, you're scared that what you've done the other day is going to keep you from getting what God has in store for you. Next off, the spirit of pride is what keeps people buckled down and they never can move forward. Pride to say, you know what, I'm scared I'm going to get my hair messed up. Preacher, I believe what you're saying, but I'm too scared to step out too much because I might, I might get my new shoes wet. I might get my clothes messed up. No, whenever you could launch out in the spirit and you could smell the flowers on the other side of the river. When you could smell the milk and the honey on the other side and the promises that God has in store for you, there won't be anything that'll hold you back. You'll let the past be the past. You'll let the naysayers be the naysayers and you'll learn how to launch out. And you'll say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm gonna rejoice. I'm gonna take advantage of the moment. I wish somebody in this place who has a word in their spirit would stand to their feet right now. Shout unto God. Say, I'm stepping in. I've got a word and I'm stepping in. I've desired much for too long and I'm stepping in. 
Brother, God's about to do something for you. I just feel the Holy Ghost here telling me to tell you that God's about to give you a change in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's a change coming. You can feel the water rolling on your feet right now. Right now, things are about to pour back in your life. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, every enemy, every attack of the enemy is being, being removed right now in Jesus' name. An answer's coming. <clears throat> Remain standing. There was a man I was preaching at a church in North Louisiana. There was a man there in the church who was very sick in his body. He went to the doctor. He was an elder in the church. He went to the doctor. The doctors told him, said, you only have just a couple of months to live. I couldn't remember if the sickness was cancer. It was, it was some kind of serious infirmity that he had. And he looked at the doctor and he said, no. He said, you see, I'm going to get me a word. He said, when, when the Lord gives me a word, he said, I'm going to move. He said, when I act on the word, he said, God's going to turn this thing around. So he went home and he began to knock the dust off that old Bible. And you see, everything you need is in the word of God. Every answer you need is in the word of God. And he began to open up that book and there was a portion of scripture that jumped out at him, Bishop. It said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And he took that word and he began to walk every day. And he began to claim that word, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And he said, I begin to feel it like hot oil coming from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. And he said, finally, I begin to say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus. You see, sometimes you've got to learn how to claim the promises before it actually happens. You've got to learn how to move, though it don't feel right, it don't look right, and God will take care of the rest. So he went back to the doctor. He said, Doc, I want you to run some tests over me. I, I, I feel something different. He said, Doc, I told you I would get a word. And he said, I got a word, and that word said I'm healed. By the doctor above all doctors. By the man above all men. The man that has the final say-so. He said, I've done healed you. He said, so Doc, run the test. They ran the test. They did the blood work and everything. They called him back into the room, said, sir, we made a mistake. We have the test wrong. We've messed up. You're in perfect health. The problems that we found in your body, we can't find anymore. Something has totally happened with you. You're like a brand new man. He said, I tell you, Doc, what I found is, he said, I got a word. He said, when I got a word, I acted on the word of God. And he said, God took care of the rest. It was no prophet that called him out. Nobody had to lay hands on him. Nobody had to sing him a special song. He just got a word out of the word of God, and he responded to it. Let me tell you this morning, 
if I needed something from God I wouldn't let my pew hold me back I wouldn't let my neighbor hold me back I wouldn't let my problem hold me back I believe the waters are troubled in this place this morning I believe there's going to be some people leave here this morning with the answer they came for. It's time to step into the water. It's time to step in. There's something when you begin to walk. There's something when you begin, when the devil says, "Uh uh-uh, you don't have no right to walk. You don't have no right to praise God. You don't have no right to worship Him. But there's something when you can move past that just a little bit. When you say, "Uh uh-uh, I see something on the other side there that I want. I see something at that altar that I want. And it doesn't matter what devil in hell I have to come across. It doesn't matter what dignified person I have to knock out of the way. I'm going to get it. Are you ready? Ministry team, are you ready? If you came in this place and you need something from the Lord, I want you to lift your hands right now. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I would be honest. I would take advantage of the moment right now. You say, I've came in under a heavy weight. There's an answer for you and it's at this altar. If you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, what a perfect morning. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, what a perfect morning. Maybe there's a family member that's lost that you need to step in for. I want you to find somebody and take them by the hand right now. Somebody who agrees with you, take them by the hand. And that person you're next to, I want you to look at them directly in their eyes. You see, there's something that happens when you begin to speak. When you begin to open up your mouth and speak the word, there's something that begins to happen. That neighbor that you're looking at, I want you to say, neighbor. Say, I believe that this morning when you begin to step in, that God's about to do some things for you. I believe that when you begin to step in, you're going to receive a miracle this morning. I believe that whenever you begin to walk, God's going to bring some things together. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks this morning. Nobody has to know about it, but God does. And you say, I'm ready to step in. Now that neighbor that you have by the hand, I want you to come out of your pew and begin to come around this altar right now. Come in faith. Would you come in faith? As you're walking, can you feel the cool water begin to just peel back? Can you feel a change happening as you're walking? Say, it's time to step in. It's time to move. Oh, this is my morning. This is my time for God's favor on my life. This is my time for restoration. This is my time for a change. 
before they sing, I want every man and woman, don't pay attention to the person next to you. I want you to get lost in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. I want you to just open up your mouth and praise God like you never have. Get God's attention in the name of Jesus. Here it comes. Here it comes. In Jesus' name, be healed, delivered, set free right now. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.